Today's podcast is brought to you by my book, The Sex Spiral, Forgiven and Free from Pornography. The Sex Spiral will teach you God's design for sexuality, the triggers that lead to porn addiction, and how to exit the sex spiral with a purity plan for your life. You can order online at Amazon.com or any other retailer. Hey, thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy today's show. The Dustin Daniels Show. Broadcasting from beautiful downtown Phoenix, from the Faith Talk Studios in the Camelback Towers. Unashamedly proclaiming God's purity through His Son, Jesus Christ. Devoted to saving marriages. Dedicated to protecting children. Addressing sex with biblical truth and without shock value. You're listening to the intersection of life and lust. Call toll-free at 1-855-5-DUSTIN. And now, here's your host, Purity Pastor Dustin Daniels. Several weeks ago, I mentioned a youth conference that was put on by a Phoenix church, the Community Church of Joy. And I shared with you some of the questions that were asked during the Q&A portion by young men who were in high school. And if you missed that show, let me encourage you to go back to the archives. It's just a few weeks ago. The show itself was called Redeemed. That was the name of the conference. And you can listen and find out more at DustinDanielsRadio.com. You can also go to iTunes and Stitcher as well. And today on the program, we're going to hear what the middle school and the high school girls had to say during that conference. So if you're a parent of a young woman, I pray that this show will be an encouragement to you and will also prompt you uh, for a further discussion between you and her. Shannon Hoffpower is the uh, back on the show this week. She is the founder of Oikos Ministries. She has been teaching students for nearly two decades, specifically in, in the world of Christian education. And she has developed a teaching style that brought the the stories and the truth of the Bible to life. And her relational personality, her gift of communication, and the insightful application creates a hunger in young people to know more about the scriptures and the God who inspired them. Shannon, welcome back to the Dustin Daniels Show. Thank you. So glad to be here. Hey, I am excited to talk about the uh, the conference that we met at several weeks ago at the Community Church of Joy, and it was one of those really neat opportunities for the church itself to address an issue that most of the time nobody wants to talk about. Absolutely, and wasn't it awesome when all of us were sitting around the table and we just shared the same vision? That was the first conference call I think we had. There was three or four of us there, and I did. I Unfortunately, I wasn't with you guys, so I was I was listening via the the phone, and I literally had goosebumps, and I was I had tears coming to my eyes at the very end of that thing because for the first time I really felt the presence of what was getting ready to happen yeah. for these students to hear the truth of Almighty God when it comes to sex and sexuality. Absolutely, and see the passion around that table and the love for kids. Yeah, and our shared desire to teach them the truth. Yeah, um, it was, it was how awesome. God created sex in the context of a covenant marriage. It was awesome. 
I thought the conference was incredible. Um, I think they walked away with incredible biblical truth. Um, I think it had an open and comfortable environment for sharing. I don't know if you felt that way with the boys, but I sure felt that with the girls. Um, I thought it was age-appropriate that we broke them up according to age and that that worked really well. And mostly, I think many of them left excited for the hope of a godly sex life in marriage. What age group did you talk to in your breakout sessions? Well, I talked... I had two different ones, so I talked actually at three. I talked to middle school girls at one point, and I talked to high school girls at another in the evening. Um, with the middle school girls, I was the one elected to do the sex education. Okay. So I I got to really explain to them the sex act, the physical act, but how God designed it in the context of marriage, and it was awesome. I mean, you know, I used my whiteboard. We did the whole whole thing, and it was a very comfortable environment. And I and I think they walked away with the information they needed. I remember you mentioning at our first conversation that children in middle school they really don't have an idea of of their own body. Can you say more right. on that? Um, I think you and I were laughing at my story because I teach. Um, I've taught Old Testament to middle school. Okay. And. Oh, what happened when I realized this one day is I was teaching about the fall of man, and I was going through the punishment. And we get to the punishment, which is actually the first good news in all of the Bible, (laughs) is when God looks at Satan and says, I'm going to put hatred between you and the woman, Mm. between your seed and her seed. You will bruise his heel, but he will crush your head. Yeah. And so I want the kids to understand that this is the first promise in all of the Bible. I mean, at this point, things look bleak, but God has just said, I'm going to send a Redeemer from the family of Eve that will eventually destroy Satan. That is some seriously good news. That is the first promise in all the Bible, and the entire Bible is the story laid out about how God kept that promise through His Son, Jesus Christ. But we got to the point where it talked about the seed of woman. And so I had brought up to them that this was um, the first prophecy or the first uh, hint we see of the virgin birth, because Jesus was born of woman, not man. He was 100% God. He was 100% man. Only God can save, but only man could be your substitute. And so I said, this is very unusual because the seed does not come from woman. It comes from man. Mm -hmm. And so I began to explain that. Well, one of the middle schoolers says, well, what do you mean seed? And I said, well, it is the man that deposits the sperm. It's the man that uh, deposits the seed in woman to bring life. And as I'm explaining this, I then I get more questions. And I said, well, it's the sperm that fertilizes the egg. And when I did that, I had two girls raise their hand, one who is the funniest thing on the planet. And she <laughs> looks and she says, Miss Hoffpower, I have eggs? And I said, yes. And so I looked at them and I said, girls, do y'all know your body? And they looked at me and they go, we guess not. And so we started sex education right there on the whiteboard. And I drew ovaries, fallopian tubes. I went through their whole body to explain their body to them. And it was actually 
the most amazing class because I actually teach Bible by gender. So it gives me the opportunity to go into these topics with them and to bring in biblical truths. And so I'm telling them about their cycle. I'm using verses to make it come alive. And it was a great time, but I realized, oh my word, we have middle schoolers, 6th, 7th, and 8th, who really don't even know about their body. But in life, on media, technology, music, sexuality is pouring into them left and right. And man, are they getting some mixed messages. Right. And, and since they don't know the basics about their body and they know how to use technology, oh. aren't they going to Google doing a search and then just being traumatized by what they see? Oh, that's exactly what's happening. And, and I'm going to tell you, it's even, it's even a greater problem than that. Because in this day and age, even in Christian education, we're seeing more and more kids struggle with their sexual identity. And so what is happening is when you and I didn't understand a word or something that someone was talking about, we looked it up, you know, sure. in the dictionary. Absolutely. And we could read about it. Well, these kids don't look it up in the dictionary. They Google it. And when they do, all hell itself comes out at them mm-hmm. in the form of pornography. And so what happens oftentimes, and especially amongst um, middle school boys in particular, is they will Google something, and then all of a sudden, they don't only get heterosexual porn, they get homosexual porn. Sure. Now they're watching both, and now they're confused, because what happens is they're watching it, and they're turned on, and they don't realize that at, in middle school, their hormones are raging, the wind can blow, and they could be turned on. And so they begin to question their sexuality. Why is this turning me on? Am I gay? Yeah. And so they now they're completely confused because first they have no context of a Christian worldview and how God created sex. They don't even fully understand the facts of it. And now you've brought even more confusion on top because now they're seeing all of this pornography and their bodies are reacting and they are completely confused and embarrassed, and isolated, because who do they talk to about it? And that was my next question for you, Shannon. Who? So what do they do with all of this? And I'll, it's not just confusion. I, I like to, this is actual trauma mm-hmm. for, for a middle school person or high school person to see the, the type of pornography that is, that is available. So who do they talk to? They're not talking to anyone, are they? Uh, not much. And, you know, that's what we're working on. Yeah. We're working on um, having relationship, having a place where they feel safe to talk about these things. And it's just not about middle school. I mean, messages are coming to high school students, lies left and right, and they are actually looking for a safe place to discuss these issues. Because I'm going to tell you, it's not in the public arena. Um, You know, one of the things I get the most questions about at the high school level especially, and into middle school, is about homosexuality. Mm -hmm. And many times uh, kids are believing all of the lies of the world, and they will say to me, well, Hoffpower, you know, they can't help who they love. They can't help who they're attracted to. You know, God made them that way, and this is who they're attracted to. And I go, whoa, 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 wait a minute. And so I'll ask them a question. And I'll say, let me ask you something. Um, Since when does desire make something moral? 
and I'll let him think about it for a while. Yep, absolutely. Since when does desire make something moral? Mm -hmm. And I will say it comes down to this, kids. It comes down to what do you believe about God? If you believe that God is the creator of the universe and that this Bible is the authoritative word of God and you are a Christ follower, then when you see his precept about homosexuality, you know truth. And what happens is when you have a desire that is different from God's word, you submit the desire to the word of God. You do not change morality to fit desire. If we do that, we are in big trouble. But I will say to them, the conversation has to start with people on what do you believe about God? Because if people don't believe that God's the creator of the universe and that the word is the authoritative word of God, we're not even on the same ground. And so, of course, they are doing whatever seems right to them. I like last week how we, we talked about how you had the conversation with your own daughter. And if you if you didn't get a chance to listen to that show, let me encourage you to go back to the archives once again, DustinDanielsRadio.com, and listen to that show. Because the way Shannon did that with her daughter, it was, from her daughter's perspective, the best day of her life. I mean, what a, what a great statement. So it's having the conversation and then keeping the conversation going basically with your children for the rest of your life. But you do have to start somewhere. So that that was an amazing place to start. I did want to ask Shannon, is the pornography, is the Internet, is that your biggest concern right now for students or is it something else? Well, I think it's a concern. It's a concern like every other wickedness, to be honest, Mm -hmm. that is attacking our kids. Because I'll be honest, there's a lot of wickedness that's way more subtle. That makes me afraid. It's the lies they can't even see. And everything's becoming so acceptable. So I'll be honest, I think the greatest problem we face today is the fact that we have an entire generation that is not educated in the truth. That's the problem. Because like we talked about earlier, what you believe about God determines what you believe about everything else. And what I've found out is we have a whole generation that doesn't know the Bible. I'm talking at all. Right. Doesn't know the Bible, so therefore doesn't know the God of the Bible. And they've been told over their lifetime that God doesn't exist, so we've removed him from the throne and we've put man there. We've told them that truth is relative. We've redefined tolerance. I mean, this was an amazing thing when Zach was in high school. He was in a a class with a teacher whom he loved, and they debated politics and government and all kinds of things, and the word tolerance came up in conversation. And Zach said in front of the class, well, you need to define tolerance for me. And she looked at him like he had three eyes because he's a really smart kid. (laughs) And uh, he said, no, I'm serious, because when my parents were young, tolerance meant that what I believe is truth. But I will tolerate you as a human being. I will love you. He said, but tolerance today doesn't mean that. Tolerance today means if I don't say what you believe is equal with what I believe, I'm intolerant. And so we've done all of this to kids, but in their eyes, what do they see? They see a world that's getting worse, not better, and it's spinning out of control. And so it all comes back to I believe educating our kids in the truth. 
we need to educate them in the Bible. They need to know the God of the Bible because it'll be their love for him that motivates their behavior. And it will also help them depict all the lies of the world. Shannon Halfpower is my guest today, founder of Oikos Ministries, oikosministries.org. That's O-I-K-O-S ministries.org. Now, Shannon, as we talk about students and, and just this overall idea of teaching them biblical truth, which leads to the biblical discussion of, of sex and sexuality and why marriage between one man and one woman is so important. And, and even though homosexuality and the, the topic of marriage is such a, a hotbed right now from a media perspective, just like you said, going back to who is God and everything else flows from that. So if marriage is a covenant from God, if it is an institution between one man and one woman and any type of sexual relations outside that covenant, that is called sin, whether it's homosexuality, Absolutely. whether it's called masturbation, whether it's called pornography. It, it's really that simple. It, we, we tend to overcomplicate things. And the, the reality, I think, too, and let me know what, what your thoughts are on this, is having the discussion with the kids purely from a physical level. And that's what that's what pornography is. If we're going to have the sex discussion, let's really have the sex discussion. Let's not talk about it from a purely physical realm, but what God says it is. And what you what I hear you saying is that not only do do students not understand their bodies, but not even close to what God says, the beauty and the purity of what marriage should be. Is Absolutely. that right? Absolutely. When I spoke with the high school students, my whole session mainly was on our identity in Christ, what God created us to be. And I focused on three words, equality, duality, and mutuality. And I explained those things to them as young women. I said, do you realize we were created equal? We were created equal. He made man. Man was them man and woman, and we were created in the image of God. Equality is not something we as women need to strive for. In the eyes of God, we have it. Even Paul said, there is no Greek nor Jew nor male nor female. We are one in Christ. And I said, so I want you to understand that. I said, equality is our status. Submission is our service. And I go, and it's an amazing service because Jesus submitted to the will of his Father. We saw our God do that. But I, I went into duality, and I said, I want you to understand the beauty of being female, of who we are. And I took them to 1 Corinthians eleven seven, which talks about the fact that woman was the glory of man. And I said, think about that for a minute. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> We're the glory. We're the radiance of man. We went through several scriptures showing how Jesus was the glory of God. He was the glory of the Father. We looked at scripture that said the church is the glory of Jesus. And then we saw that we were the radiance. We were the glory of man. I said, why are there so many more rules in the Bible about women? Because we're the radiance. We need to be protected. And I said, and you need to celebrate that we are different and that we are feminine. But then we looked at the mutuality of it, that God created each of us in his image, but the most incredible celebration 
where you see the greatest intimacy and glory of the Lord is when a man and a woman come together back as one flesh in a mutual love and admiration for each other and God. I go, that is God's creation on display. That's the highlight. That's what I want for you. And we talked about what covenant was and that why is it called consummating a marriage? Because it is cutting a covenant. It is blood with blood, two lives becoming one. And what he was saying when he saw Eve is, this is my family. This is my family. And I said, how many times, girls, do we look at our crazy families and people (laughs) say something about our crazy family and we just say, well, I love them. That's my family. Right. That's what marriage is. And over the years, through ups and downs, you realize that what you were in love with is, your, is this family. And so I think when you begin to teach them that and you stop looking at all the negative of when it goes wrong, I mean, you need to address teen pregnancy and sexually transmitted disease, and they need to be educated on that. But when you paint the picture of what God designed sex to be, this intimate, secure relationship, a celebration of the individual coming together as one flesh, glorifying the Lord, then you've just given them a taste of something they want and something that's worth waiting for. Shannon, how would you encourage church leaders and pastors to discuss sex and sexuality and and pornography from the pulpit? Be truthful. I think to be authentic, to be transparent. I don't think there's any need to be crude, but I think that we need to address the topics. Mm. I think the the teenagers need to know that they can ask us questions and that we won't freak out. There's a hunger there. Oh, absolutely. I, I get all kinds of questions. I'm telling you, I had a young gal ask me the question. She said, Ms. Hoffpower, I'm going to ask you something. You're going to think I'm crazy. And I said, well, I know you're crazy, so you might as well just ask me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's, it's all about relationship. And so she said, um, what do you think about oral sex? And I go, in marriage or out of marriage? And she said, both. And I said, well, in marriage, the Bible says the marriage bed is undefiled. What two people do in the covenant of marriage is their business as long as both are for it and no one is injured. I said, that is within the privacy of their bed. And I said, now outside of marriage, it is sex. It is impure. It causes a sexual release, and we began to talk about it. We looked at Scripture, and then I I said, I want to also be practical with you. I said, let me ask you something. What position does a girl have to get in to perform that act? And she said, on her knees. And I said, okay, let me ask you something. Why would you want to submit yourself to a man who is not your husband, has not chosen you over all the girls in this world to love, to protect, to bring security to, why would you want to submit yourself to him to bring him and him alone pleasure at your expense? And what was her reaction to that? She looked at me and she goes, now that was good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm so glad. She said the problem is, she goes, everybody's doing it. Everybody talks about it. And she said, I just personally think it's disgusting. But I talk to my friends and I don't know what to say. And she said, and many of them are not saved. So when you talk to them about the Bible, they go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, that doesn't apply to me. She said, but what you just said there, 
I think they will begin to see and understand. And how old was she, Shannon? She was a sophomore in high school. Shannon Halfpower is my guest today, the founder of Oikos Ministries. Please visit her website and check out her teachings. That's O-I-K-O-S Ministries.org. You can also listen to the previous shows by visiting our website, DustinDanielsRadio.com. Give us a call if you want to chat, one 855 dustin You can also check out our free online community. And uh, if you are listening to the show via iTunes, don't be scared. Don't be scared to give us a rating there. You can follow me on Twitter at Purity Pastor. Like us on Facebook at DustinDanielsRadio.com. The kingdom of God isn't just a lot of talk, guys. It's living and living in God's power. I love you. We'll see you next week. The Dustin Daniels Radio Show is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. This information is given with the understanding that neither the host nor the station is engaged in rendering counseling advice for your personal situation. If you need further help, we encourage you to seek the services of a Christ-based counseling professional. For more information on the radio show, visit DustinDanielsRadio.com.